0: Hello and uh, welcome to the Football Digest Extra podcast brought to you by Reach. I'm Chris McKenna from the Daily Star and every Monday we look back at the weekend's biggest game of, uh, of that weekend. Obviously, there was only one talking point in town over over this weekend and that was Manchester City 4-Liverpool 1 at Anfield. Um, we didn't know what would really happen. Liverpool out of form before it. City in fine form, so they were the favourites. But I don't think we could have imagined them going to Anfield, winning there for the first time since 2003 by such a margin. And this week, I'm joined by Joe Bray from the Manchester Evening News to help us through this. Joe, just to start off, I mean, what a performance from Man City and what a result and statement they made yesterday.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think if you asked any City fan, that. Uh... That have obviously snapped the hand, snapped the hand off for a four-one win at Anfield. It feels like City could have gone into this in any form they like, but given the record at Anfield, there was always going to be that that sort of doubt. And maybe in the first half, they thought it was going to go that way. Gundogan plays his penalty over the bar. They thought, oh, it's going to be deja vu again, but that second half performance um was incredible uh from city led by gundigan um sterling foden um and i think yeah surely surely you can't look past city for the title now but what you can say is it's cities to lose for sure
0: yeah that's what that was one of my next question i mean it, <laughs> it's got to be city's title hasn't it i mean 10 points clear of liverpool with a game in hand five points clear of second place Manchester United with a game in hand and you know it don't seem to have that consistency there really to to really put it on them and City have that that incredible run. And also I think a big advantage for this City side so is a lot of these players know how to win the title as well. Yeah, that's
1: it. I think City have history of putting this sort of run together. They've they've done it in the past to overcome a brilliant Liverpool side two seasons ago who who only lost one game all season. Um, I think the worry or maybe uh, doubt of of City fans was that in this 13-game uh, winning run until this point, they were playing bottom-side teams generally. Yes, they beat um, Chelsea in the league and, and Manchester United in the cup, but in, in terms of the league, a lot of them were like bottom-seven teams. So... You've got to beat them. Obviously, this season more than any has shown that anything can happen. And and to get through those games, uh, uh, started in Liverpool and won in this period. Um, but you you've still got to to win those games. But then coming up against a Liverpool side, whatever state they're in, is a completely different task altogether. And I think City rose to that task uh, brilliantly. Yeah, it was it was it was a performance that. Reminded me of uh, City uh, of Liverpool beating Manchester United at Anfield last season, and and City beating Liverpool the season before with that Leroy Sane goal. It, it it felt like a defining moment. Um, for me in the title race and and they've they've got to go and back it up now it's it's all well and good beating Liverpool but if they lose to Tottenham next in the league they've got Arsenal I think Everton West Ham Manchester United in the next few fixtures so that's a really really tough run of fixtures with, with teams who are all fighting for for their own sort of top four hopes and will be open to Real City back in so if they can get through that period then then it will be City's, City's title to, to lose. But yeah, surely you mentioned those, the point differences. You, you can't see City in the form that they're in and they're lacking the two two best players. You can't see City letting that lead slip, surely.
0: That's that's the incredible thing. Without De Bruyne and Aguero, they've got into this position. But as you said, yes, they did feel like a big, big moment. And I think when, when uh, Gundogan missed that penalty... The reaction from Guardiola was was quite telling. I think he knew how massive it was and he thought maybe at that point they might be gonna let it slip. But he had a good go at the one of the drinks buckets and he sulked off to his chair. It was it really showed you how much it meant to him yesterday, didn't it?
1: Yeah, I think Guardiola tends to overthink these big games, especially against Liverpool. And I think his team selection was a little bit Uh, against what we might have expected in terms of no striker um, choosing Zinchenko at left back, when you get an opportunity like especially when City were possibly second best in the first half then you've got to score it. and and City have obviously had the problems from the penalty spot Um, so yeah I think Guardiola was was furious on the the touchline then but again the reaction when Gundogan turned it around in the second half and scored that first goal and then put them ahead again the reaction from the touchline was more than you usually get from Guardiola. So he he knew uh, how big this game was. However much he wants to talk about going one game at a time, only looking at the next 90 minutes and then going on on again, he knew that that putting that gap between Liverpool because Liverpool are I I, I would have said were still City's closest title rivals. However closer yeah. and United are. Liverpool are the side who can build that sort of run together and and look unstoppable, uh, that would have potentially reeled City in. But I think 10 points with the games left is, is going to be difficult, especially with, with City's game in hand, and, and Guardiola knew that definitely.
0: What was it, I found interesting from Guardiola in his press conference afterwards, he mentioned this about the crowd and the fact that at 1-1, that was a full Anfield it might have turned out differently. And he spoke about, I think it was in 2019 about that Anfield crowd. And when they score one, he feels like you're going to concede four in the next five minutes because they're all on top of you. But it was great character from City though, that 1-1 or when they missed the penalty, they didn't buckle. Do you think that lack of a crowd maybe helped them in in that kind of way?
1: I think, yeah, definitely. Because in the the past we've Field and like, for example, Champions League. Then last season, they struggled. And as you said, it was it, it was once the first goal went in against them, it was followed by a second or a third, and and then then the game was gone. So it's it's got to be a factor. I'm I'm not too sure that Liverpool using using the lack of crowd as a reason for where they are in the table is yeah. is is really fair because every team's had a lack of crowd, but obviously Anfield has an aura about it where. It's 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 a stadium like no other, and 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 the crowd really does help the team, and it's it's a real collective effort over there, and that helped them win the title last season. It helped them get through. It's helped them in the Champions League, and and it's it's contributed to that run of the City going seventeen years or whatever it was since two thousand three um, without without victory there. So of course, deserve credit for capitalising on that, making sure that they scored when they did, uh, pressing down. I think Phil Foden said after the game that. Yes, Allison made those two horrendous blunders in in goal, but they forced the mistakes. They were they were pushing, they were making sure that they were there to capitalise on it, and, and they were ruthless. And maybe they haven't been that in games at Anfield before, but this felt like a, a different city who who had a real real point to prove for me.
0: Yeah, obviously you mentioned Phil Foden, and we have to talk about. It, and I mean, <laughs> what what a, what a performance from from the guy of his age in such a big game and. I know he's been on the stage a while now, but that was for me like another breakthrough moment for him. And I, I, I find it, you'll obviously know more about this, you watch City more, but the fact he's not guaranteed his place every week, I think that tells you how good one that Pep Guardiola squad is, but also, too, how much more we were going to expect from this young lad. He's, he's quite an unbelievable talent.
1: Yeah, well, I was looking at his stats. I think there's only been five games this season where he's he's not played. And for example, one of them was the last game and he, like he was rested for this game. So he seems to have, have stepped up, especially in sort of the last two or three months to be a real, real important part in in Guardiola system and especially in this 14 game winning run he was incredible at, at Chelsea for example he's played really well against Manchester United he's put he's, I think he scored the winner I can't remember which game it was but uh, a game that looked like City were going to be held back at home He scored the winner Brighton possibly um but he was ridiculous in that second half. I think in the first half he he wasn't in the game. He he struggled a bit in in the new sort of false nine role. He's he's been tended to be used out on the left wing whenever he has been in the in this run. And and even though Henderson and Fabinho were out of position, I thought they had. The, the sort of beating of him and, and, and we're sort of pushing him off the ball, forcing him into mistakes. But there was a bit of a tactical tweak at, at halftime. Bernardo was pushed up alongside him. There was, his responsibilities must have changed a little bit and and it, wow, it, it paid off completely because I think obviously his goal will get, get the headlines, but his movement for the first Gundogan goal the second Gundinger goal after um Allison's mistake and coming inside on on his own goal where he smashed it into the roof of the net. His movement and his intelligence and his sort of centre of gravity was was sort really joyful to watch. And he just wanted him to finish it off with an assist or a goal and, and he did. And he's he's a lad full of full of confidence and and city trust him now. Um I think they're the seeing the rewards of of uh, giving him time, easing him in. Um letting players like David Silva Bernardo Silva have more time and just letting Foden learn and and learn for himself and he's he's a real exciting talent I I enjoy watching him whenever he does and he's he's going to be a, a top talent for the next 10 15 years and he says he wants to finish his career at City I can't see City letting him letting him leave anytime soon
0: now now it would have to be silly 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 <laughs> money but um yeah, that was an interesting point with Guardiola. He spoke about that, him playing through the middle in the first half and how he still has to learn maybe how to do that. But again, that goes to explain that he's going to go on to be even even better. And like England fans will be looking at that going, what a player he could be for this country going forward. I mean, it's, obviously City are very excited about him, but for England, he could be a huge player for the next 5, 10, 15 years.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Gareth Southgate was there watching, so he'll have uh, been delighted by, by what he saw. It's going to be interesting when it comes to England because Foden wants to play in the centre that's his preferred position in sort of central attacking midfield but Guardiola's always resisted that especially this season and said he can cause more trouble on the wings and then he's got to learn the tactical side and he came out after the game in his uh, broadcast interview as well and he said yeah Foden played well but he's got to learn a lot in that central position and he maybe wasn't giving us tactically what we wanted in the first half and um, so when it comes to England, England's wide players are I wouldn't say set, but there's a, there's a lot of good options there, and he's got a lot more competition than he will do in the centre. So it'll be interesting to see where Southgate sees him in in his future plans. I think maybe in five years' time he's he's a in for for that attacking midfield role, uh, or or maybe midfield back uh, as he gets older. But I'm not too sure how you fit Foden in at the moment, but. For me, he's got to be in because he's in such good form, and he's he's a player that can create something out of nothing. And right. and if you put him alongside the likes of Jack Grealish, James Madison, um, even Curtis Jones for Liverpool, who I, I don't think had well, obviously didn't have as, as an effective a game as Foden did, but he's obviously an exciting talent going forward. So it's uh, it's going to be a really really interesting interesting time for England and Foden, and he's got to be on the uh, on the plane for the. For the Euro twenty twenty slash twenty one tournament yeah. at the end of the season, but where he plays, I think will be will be really interesting. And Gareth Southgate will see him in the like,
0: USA, fitting him in that team. Definitely, definitely a hell of a player, and only going to get better, which is a, a big worry for City's rivals too. And Liverpool, from a more Manchester City perspective, I mean, what have you kind of made of? They solved their title defence, which now looks to be all but over. What well, how is the how is the view from Manchester and what's happened to kind of Liverpool this season? Um, I think I think Liverpool were the team that City obviously would fear
1: the most. And uh City went last season with a lot of key injuries in defence. Um other key players were injured at crucial times and and ultimately that that paid paid put to their um their title defence and, and Liverpool were really and, and wouldn't let City come back even if they wanted to with that uh, ridiculous winning run from the start of the season till till about Christmas. So uh, I think City had a point to prove and, and they're not going to really complain too much that the shoe's on the other foot now and, and it's Liverpool with all the injuries and, and that's stopping them and, and City just have to do what Liverpool did and just keep winning, make sure that when Liverpool's players do come back, then there's absolutely no no chance of them them coming back and, and stealing the title from them. So I think there'll be a little bit of sympathy because they've been last season, but there won't be too many complaints that the main title rivals and the one team that's that's been proven to stop such an, a fantastic City side from winning the title can't do it this season. And I think there was, um, obviously, the build-up to this game was was dominated by Klopp's comments of how how long City had for a break with uh, with COVID issues and and maybe that's a sign of Liverpool feeling the pressure of of a bad run of form, a lot of injuries, and uh, I think City deserve credit for for their performance at Anfield because that completely irrelevant. It made those I'll say excuses in inverted commas because I know that that yeah. word's been uh, banded around, but it, it made that sort of build up irrelevant. Because City did the talking on the pitch and, and made made sure that if Liverpool do get their best players back, it it probably won't matter. Or it shouldn't matter now because
0: City are in a position where they are in complete control of, of the title race. I will credit uh, the producer Ned for this uh, idea, but he, he made a good point. Now, obviously, Liverpool are without Van Dijk for for most of this season. Last season, City were at, without company for a different reason because he he had moved on. Is that the kind of thing that, it, like City last year, was struggled to adapt without the talismanic, talismanic leader at the back? Where right? Liverpool maybe this year, even though they're not leaking, they did leak yes, on Sunday. Leaked a lot of goals, but most of the season the defense hasn't really been the problem. But that kind of leader at the back, they seem to be missing.
1: Yeah, definitely, um, and I think th- there's so many similarities between between the two sides. If, if we just take the defense. In, in focus because City had to pull back Fernandinho, for example. Liverpool have done that with Fabinho. There was there was injuries to this sort of second best central defender as well. In uh, I'm I'm Eric Laporte for City, and then you've got Joe Gomez and Joe Matip for for Liverpool. It's it's an awful run of luck for um for for Liverpool and. I don't think uh, any fans are, should be sort of saying, "Ah, look at that! That's 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 great." It's, it's a shame that we're not seeing these these fantastic players, but it's about how how you deal with it. And I've said from the first couple of weeks of the season that I don't the, the best team isn't necessarily going to win the title. It's going to be the team who who deals with the fixture list the best, with injuries, with with COVID, and has the the most quality in the squad to to just be consistent throughout, rather than maybe the best team. And I think City is going Liverpool and being able to show that with with all the injuries so it's it, yeah there's a lot of similarities and it's a shame that liverpool haven't been able to because i think everyone wants to see a, t- a title race of those two incredible teams going head to head but uh, i think city deserve credit for doing what liverpool did last season and 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 just being ruthless and and winning and, and making the most of, of the situation that's
0: presented itself 100% they've definitely dealt with what is a totally bizarre season you have the behind closed door elements you also have this it feels like there's just been games every well there's games every day on tv if you're sat at home watching but mm. even for clubs there's it's two three days it's another big game it's another big game and it, for some clubs it kind of slows down now a bit but for City and Liverpool it won't because they're they've got the Champions League to contend with so it's it's remarkable how City have, have managed this and I suppose Liverpool have struggled with Van Dijk injury and big injury as well, which I think it's been overlooked a bit has been Yogo Yota. Obviously he wasn't there last year, but they brought him in to try and give these attackers who maybe they felt they would feel the intensity catch up on them. So they'd have Yota there to give them another option. And they haven't had that in the last few weeks without without him. And, You look at that, maybe they would have won some of those kind of tight games, the West Brom game, even the Brighton game last week, and how that might have made the table look differently. But this is what you have to deal with, and it's unfortunate for them. And I'm sure that Klopp will use them as kind of excuses as to why they're not up there with City. But you just got to credit City for for that relentless approach. And Liverpool, looking at it, I mean, a few weeks ago, I think it was after the Manchester United game, somebody put it to Klopp that, even the title, the title will be difficult, but top four might be difficult. And his reaction might have surprised a lot of, especially Liverpool fans. He said, yeah, it's going to be a battle to finish in the top four. And now here we are. And it really looks like it could be. I mean, Everton have two games on hand in hand on them. You would still back Liverpool to finish above them and, and, and in that top four. But it's not going to be easy for them, is it? Especially when they've got the Champions League to think about.
1: No, definitely, and I, I think I think I was the same as you when, when Klopp said that I was like I'll give over, and we, we'd heard Guardiola do the same thing last season when he was essentially writing off the title chances. But I, I, I think I just automatically put that down to sort of sort of mind games and and a message to his squad that they've got to be on on song and win every game. But um, I, I I can't see Liverpool finishing outside even without all, all the players. I think they've got. Quality in that squad enough, and as soon as they get a win or two together, I think they'll refine really that belief that they're lacking a bit. I think the point you made about about Diogo Jota is is a good one. I think his signing at the beginning of the season probably had some. C- he did probably a bit better than expected. He was scoring those goals in those tight games to turn a draw into a win, and that's the sort of player you, you need in a title race. And and City have done that in this this last run. They've they've got those goals in the games where it's not really there's a not a lot between the teams, but you just need one moment of, of brilliance. And Jota was was that player, so I think he's been a miss as much as the the defensive side. So it, yeah, I think the Champions League is going to add another dimension to to all the teams at the top um, and the Europa League as well um, yeah city have got not an easy tie in inmunching glad back and there's already talk of from city city players and manager of of, of other ta- other trophies and stuff so once those competitions come back will city maybe take an eye off the Premier League will that let someone someone back in I, I, I don't know I can't see city swaying from there one game at a time approach but um, the title race is over. There is a lot a lot to go in this season and and uh, I, I can't see City winning every single game until the end of the season. I think there will be another another few twists and turns and, and Liverpool's chase for the top four, if you like, will be will be part of that sort of narrative.
0: Finally then, obviously we we we've all kind of agreed in a city's title, but how many trophies can City win this season? They've still got quadruples still on.
1: Um, yeah, well, that, that's going to be the question that's going to start start being asked um, it, if we sort of assume that the Premier League is there. They're obviously in the Carabao Cup final. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the next game against Tottenham because they obviously await in that final. Goal have a record against Tottenham or against Jose. So I, I'm not too sure how that, that one for me is, is 50-50. Um, the FA Cup City treat that seriously. I'd, I'd, I think they will get Two at least. Then it's up to them what what they do, um, and on, on the big games and how they turn up for those big games. I think the Champions League is still still a big one that City want. And if they've got chance to to rest a few players before and after those those big games in the Champions League, then that's a, obviously a massive bonus. But um, they, they'll need to. They've got a point to prove to themselves after the the Leon defeat last season. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be tricky as it ever always is in the Champions League. So I'll I'll say City will win two. I'm not gonna say which two.
0: Um and then they'll obviously be looking for for a lot more. And those watching on the video will have uh, seeing Joe's cat has made a few appearances, but um another special guest for us. And uh, we'll leave it there this week. Thanks very much, Joe, for joining us. Um another great one and another Another big week, as I said, it, the action just keeps coming. And tune in on Thursday again when uh, some of my colleagues will be back to discuss those FA Cup games and look ahead to next week's big Premier League matches. Thanks very much, and see you all soon.